I think this is as ready as we're gonna be. So let's be. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with a man who, when he gets bitten by a zombie, he doesn't turn into a zombie. The zombie turns into Chuck Norris. Anyway. <laughs> I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. You I mean, let's, let's be, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's be honest. That is me trying harder because when you think about it, I'm like, no, it's not that it's going to turn into Ramon. It's going to turn into something less than. You know, I think this is the best one yet. <laughs> All right, let's get this podcast on the road then. <laughs> All right. So today we continue our series, our series titled, It's Not Nothing, with an episode titled, Fasting. Our scripture today comes from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 13. Render your heart, not your garments. Delicious. Just FYI, I'm recording inside Dude Catholic Manor, and the six-year-old, she's six now, she is in the bathtub singing, so you may be able to hear some of that. In that case, you know, you're welcome. Fasting, it's in the catechism. You should look it up. There's a really good website. Just Google St. Charles Borromeo. Charles Borromeo and the word catechism right after and you will get the best online catechism maybe the only of its kind where it's such a an easy thing to look up all the paragraphs once again saint charles borromeo google that and the word catechism and you will not be sorry it has a lot of information about fasting but we're going to get to the practical stuff we're going to kind of not undermine the deep theological thoughts, but more like dumb it down to a Ramon and Adrian knuckle-dragging level, um, where I, we just want to talk about a couple of things about fasting, just because everyone knows what fasting is. And every other podcast probably tells you that it's not so hard and that the way that the church prescribes a fast, maybe even more food that you're used to getting in one day, because the way it goes is it's one full meal and then two smaller meals that put together don't equal to more than your full meal. And so on any given day, I know that I forget to eat breakfast. I know that I forget my lunch at home. And I know that the only big meal that I'm going to have is going to be that dinner. No, and maybe a snack um, because I can't wait to eat dinner. So I'll just grab something quick and that, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it happens. Other times, like I do take my lunch, but you know, it's still it's still like more or less the same as fasting and I don't even have to try, you know, so there is that accidental fasting. And I know that a lot of times we don't offer it up. We're just kind of whiny about it. And you were talking about something, you, you were mentioning the hangry thing and I'm going to let you on spool uh, about that. I don't want to, I don't want to steal your thunder because that that's actually pretty important. But, but I do want to want to just quickly mention that when it comes to fasting, yes, you know what? It's not that hard. So just, 
do it. And as a matter of fact, do it better. Because I, I don't know, to, to me, it seems kind of like a cop out. It seems kind of kind of lazy, a lazy type of sacrifice when it comes to when it comes to fasting to just do what the church says to do. It seems seems too easy. And it is. And if it's not a sacrifice, then it's it, I don't know if it even counts, you know, just personally speaking. And the one thing that I was going to suggest is something that I picked up from uh, from E5 Men. It's if you haven't been to it, just go Google that. It's a mailing list that just reminds you to fast once a once a month, and all the men fast on on a Wednesday. Um, one Wednesday, they send you an email, so you don't even have to remember. You just check your email, and it sends you a reminder that you are to fast on that day. And all you can eat is bread and water. And when I when I do that, it's just it's a lot harder than to eat one meal and then two little meals. Like it, it actually challenges you because you're like, Oh yeah, I can't have soda. I can't have juice. I can't have milk. I can't have anything but bread and water, you know? And so that's, that's kind of a, kind of a sacrifice in and of itself right there. And then just to have less food, it puts your body in a state of need. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but the whole goal of fasting is not necessarily for you to get really good at fasting. It's for you to embrace the suck and just experience the crappiness that it is to be hungry and to feel kind of like a little punk because you realize that, oh man, just doing without for a little while is making me uncomfortable. And perhaps it puts your nerves a little bit on edge. The expression, that's my cross I have to carry or something along those lines. Um, it, it it's kind of weak just the way that that i've heard it being expressed by by other catholics by myself and by other people just by other christians in general um just because we look at it as a as a burden when whatever it may be but i guess today we're talking about fasting and how um how it's not that difficult it, it's uncomfortable but it's not that difficult and then people start making up these terms like hangry because i'm hungry and angry so i'm gonna jerk because i'm gonna be a jerk because i'm hungry because i'm not in the mood to deal with anything other than you know eat so that i can feel good because i'm hungry and that, that's that just sounds so stupid like as i'm saying it it just sounds so dumb and you should have just explained it your own way because I kind of forgot exactly how I put it, but it's just how weak is that, how, how dumb it is, and how we, as, as at least I'm going to speak for myself, sometimes, uh, I used to carry, uh, ah, can't talk. I used to think that fasting was so hardcore of me because I would only eat a little bit every day and how the term that, oh, that's the cross I have to carry, how, how I misinterpreted that. And how I was a bad example of that because being able to carry a cross is actually a privilege. And, you know, to touch up on, on something that we spoke about last week, we have the privilege to share in, in, in the suffering that Christ did on the cross. We get to share in that, in that redemption of the world. You know, when Jesus carried his cross to be crucified, you know, no, no one was thinking that the cross was was a symbol of victory. You know, because back then the cross meant 
a very painful and humiliating way to die. But now we see it as a symbol of, of hope, a symbol of victory, you know, a symbol of dying to yourself. That's when people say, oh, that's my cross to carry. I have to fast or whatever it may be. But especially fasting, though, it's just kind of dumb. It's just kind of weak. <laughs> and, it, and, and, <laughs> and it's cool that we get to, we get to call ourselves out on, right here. You know, I'm talking about me and you, Adrian. But, but we're calling you out yeah. to you guys. And now, not necessarily as a challenge, but most definitely as a challenge. Like, man up, dude. Man up. <laughs> Put forth your focus on on the sacrifice that you're going to make and why you're making that sacrifice. That way you get to, you know, like you're saying, Adrian, embrace the suck for a reason, for a greater purpose. Yeah, I like the way you put it because it's not just about embracing it for the sake of embracing it or, or to look manlier than the rest. You know, and, and I do get it. You know, we've said this before that if we just do the bare minimum, we out hustle like 75% of everyone else. And that kind of sucks to say, but it's true. You know, but when it comes down to fasting, I think we need to go a little bit further than that. You know, and I think most people that actually fast, most people that actually try to live out the Lenten sacrifice, whatever it is that, that it is for them, like, I think we try to go above that because we recognize in ourselves whether or not it's something just and fair for us to do, you know, we know our limits and we know what it is to actually sacrifice. And I mentioned, you know, that when, when it comes to fasting, like sometimes I eat, I eat less than that, you know, and my meals may be bigger. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, but sometimes I eat less than what the church prescribes to fast and, and I do it without even thinking about it. And so when, when in those times, you know, just kind of, kind of offer it up as well. You know, when you accidentally fast and when you accidentally suffer or when you do something dumb and it results in you um, suffering the consequences of, uh, of your own stupidity. And at that point, I realized I am talking mainly about myself, maybe other people experiences as much, but sometimes I make a mistake and then I have to suffer the consequences and I'm just like, ah, crap, you know, but in reality, I could be, I could be offering that up for something, you know, even if it is for that one dumb mistake, you know, to just offer it up and give it a purpose because so much suffering goes unoffered, you know, but when it comes to fasting, we have an opportunity, like Ramon, like you said right now, you know, we have an opportunity to embrace suffering for the sake of building the kingdom of God. And, and that can't be taken for granted uh, because there's so much stuff that goes, that goes unoffered. You know, it, it, we might as well be conscientious about those things. You know, even if we're not thinking about it at the moment, then it just kind of happens. Like just offer that up because it's, it may be a mistake that led to that suffering, but that suffering will not be will not be without its own purpose you know so that's that's kind of important there when it comes to when it comes to suffering when it comes to fasting you know when you accidentally forget a lunch you know it, it is now a purposeful fast and give it a specific intentional purpose you know even though the uh, the accident was not intentional it's a really good idea to just attach it to something to someone there's always someone that you can pray for if you don't know who to pray for just tune in at like five o'clock if you're in pacific time or whenever just look up the family rosary across america and you'll hear a lot of people who need your prayers i'm sure you're not going to be short of someone to offer it up for but if you are listen to that and you'll find a lot of people who are in need of your of your suffering 
or the fruit of that suffering. And that's, that's key right there that it's never without its fruit. Yeah. I don't even know where I was, where I'm going to go eventually with this, but, but that's, that's the main point, you know, at, at least when we were having this discussion beforehand, like this is the one thing I wanted to, I wanted to get across, you know, a couple of things, the offering up the suffering intentional or not intentional and to be, to be a little bit more, to overuse the word intentional about, about our sacrifices, to know ourselves enough to know what actually is a sacrifice. Because if you're not being challenged, if you're not sucking at it, then, then what's the point? You know, like I said, the point is not to get better at suffering. The point is not to get better at not eating. The point is to embrace the suck and be like, you know what? This sucks. Like this really does suck. And we're going to offer it up for that little girl who has cancer or that person in my family who's fallen away from the faith or for me because I'm struggling with this or that and I'm praying that the good Lord may take it away. But if he doesn't, may his grace be enough. And that's the lesson that we take from St. Paul who had a suffering in his life, whatever that um, quote unquote thorn on his side. And this is actually where it comes from. It's scriptural. Um, whatever it was, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it was. Like we assume certain things, but, but we don't know, you know, whatever that was, God told him, let my grace be enough for you. And so even if we're failing at our Lenten sacrifice, even if we are not the best at fasting or we can't fast for whatever reason, we still, and I was going somewhere with that, <laughs> but even if, even if we we're not doing it right, you know, at least we're, we're there, we're in the fight. And if you fail, then you're a little bit more like us. And I guess that's why you're listening. You know, if you fail, we're failing together. But like, uh, like we've said in the past, we either become saints or we die trying. That thorn on his side. Um, not too long ago, I, I heard a homily that was talking about just that. Because the thorn on his side was, uh, was like a vice that he had, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know, we can all make our assumptions. Mm -hmm. We need to be careful with that. But, but some assumptions are, are actually... Not bad, because what I got from that was that God will use our own vices to purify us and make us saints. You know, that thorn on your side, whatever it is, maybe, you know, you don't have a problem with fasting like, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, like me, I don't have a problem fasting. I cannot eat and I'll be okay because I have enough fat and muscle and will to offer it up to God, to know that I'll be okay, that I'm not going to die, that I'm not going to be, you know, quote unquote, hangry. We all have enough fat and muscle to be okay to live without food for, you know, 24 hours. Like, you'll be good, dude. But what I'm talking about is whatever sin you're struggling with, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. But whatever that, that thorn on your side is, just remember that if you allow God, if you give God permission to, to be present in that, God will use your vice to purify you and to make you a saint. People that, that listen to Father Mike Schmidt's podcast, and, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I think that too many people listen to that podcast, just like I think everyone should be listening to the Frank Fryer, who we need mm. to have back in our podcast. 
Um, <clears throat> but, but I find that, you know, not everyone has, I guess, the time that I had when I was striving so much, you know, to listen to all these podcasts, but, but man, there's one, one in particular, he talks about a, a specific Chinese saint and I can't remember his, his name. I probably wouldn't even be able to pronounce it because the Chinese is hard. Um, but, but it was a physician who, who became addicted to opioids because they help with the pain and, but except, you know, he became addicted to them and there wasn't that much, much knowledge about that. So when he would go to confession, the priest would tell him like, you need to stop it. Like you just need to stop. Like seriously, dude, you need to stop doing this right now. Um, otherwise you can't receive communion. And so he tried and he tried, but he was like chemically dependent on this, on this drug and he was failing all the time. You know, until sometimes, you know, when it comes to me, my sin, my vices, my stupidity, like I think like, man, there's just no hope because I'm like so many years old and I've been dealing with this since like this age and, and, and I'm losing hope, you know, and maybe you're on the same boat, you know, where you're like, you know what, I can't do this or I can't bring myself to fast because I'm, you know, some people are like, you know what, like, like, for example, you just said, like, I have enough fat and I have enough muscle that I can withstand this. So I'm, some of us have too much fat so that we're like zero willpower, you know, um, Thank goodness for me, even though I'm chubby, like I still, I still can fast, you know, if I remember, if I just kind of offer it up and, and I'm mindful of that. Um, but there's so many people that can't, you know, there's so many people that are not able to, and I'm not making excuses for them, but I am saying, try, let it suck. Let yourself be bad at it because that means that you're at least trying. And, and that's ringing true so much right now when it comes to my teaching, because teaching middle schoolers is a little bit different. You know, they're not as motivated to get an A, to not get kicked out, to not, you know, to, to not screw up as much as, as high schoolers. And so whenever they try, I like, I say, yes, good. Failing is a sign that you're trying. You know, so the worst thing you can do is just stare at your work or, or distract others while they're trying to work. You know, just try, fail like a freaking champ. You know, and that's, and that's one of the things that I'm hoping that all of us can take away this Lent and every single Lent that you're, it's not about getting good at that at things that suck to do. You know, it's not about getting good at, at suffering, at being hungry, at failing. It's about trying. Because nothing we do is going to be able to earn us the kingdom of God. But God's grace, even a little bit of it, is enough to take us to heaven. It was never about what we can do. It's always about what God has done for us. And our yes, our bumbling knuckle dragging yes you know where he knows that we're gonna fail he knows that we're gonna sin again but he hopes that we love him enough to keep trying and to keep reaching up to him i remember a long time ago my mom mom told a story about about a about a sister who was talking about this a nun that told the story and it was about a, a drunk and this drunk he, he didn't want to be a drunk, but, but he was. And every time he got drunk, he would just kind of, he wouldn't even dare go inside a church, but he'd hold on to a light post kind of just to keep his balance. And he would yell at the Lord and say, Lord, here's your drunk. Here's your drunk once again. And, and he'd go away after that. But every time he, he would fall and he would fall constantly. He'd go back to that same light post outside the church and say, here is your drunk. You know, and I'm like, that story is so powerful. You know, the story of the, of the doctor who was an opioid addict and who never got cured and became a saint. 
I got to find the name and put them on the notes. Those are yes. examples, like even in those flaws, even in that thorn on the side, even in that whatever it may be, God, like you said, Ramon, can sanctify you. And sometimes it's not even about overcoming that wound. But it is about reaching up to heaven, knowing that maybe you're not going to take off and fly up to heaven, but knowing that God is going to pick you up in his fatherly arms and take you there no matter how lame our sacrifice may be. So it's not that we're trying to cap on, on the little sacrifices or on the bare minimum, but it's more like, hey, we need to challenge ourselves to do more because if God rewards the little bit, how much more is he going to reward us when we try even harder? Not that he's going to love us anymore, but dang it, like God is worth that sacrifice. This just the treasures that he has in store for us in heaven are, are, are worth even more than what we offer. So I don't know, I guess, I guess the last thing I'm going to say before I shut up is that, that we should, we should just kind of do, do more than the bare minimum, not because God becomes any holier, but because we, we got to be better. You know, at least I have to be better because when I look at my life and when I look at how seriously I'm taking the faith, I know I, I have room for growth. And I'm pretty sure most of us, most of humanity is the same way. Rend your heart, not your garment. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferrum. Ferro. Aquitur. Another another heavy hitter. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy.